Hello, my name is Logan Perez. I'm with my friends again, uh, Alex and Brooke, and we are doing another very boring podcast about the very boring book that is also known as The Glass Castle. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All righty. Very boring introduction. Let's get right into the boring questions. Uh, so how do you define harmony? Um, I think like something that's together that uh, comes together nicely. Or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Brookie, brookie. Let's hear it. Um, I define harmony as like music or like sounds. Like, sounds? Okay. Yeah. I see harmony is like a bunch of like functioning, I mean like functioning parts that work together. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Okay, good. I'm agree with you. Cool. Uh, what are American constitutional rights? The rights of American people. In okay. The Constitution. Brookie, Brookie. That's what I had done too. Okay. I think uh, American constitutional rights are the rights that are solely uh, given to American citizens and are uh, and should be protected. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, how close have we come to accomplishing the ideals set forth in the Constitution? Mm, well, I think nothing in the Constitution says that everybody should have the equal amount of wealth and that we should all have equal opportunities. I mean, it'd be nice, right? But, like, it's more written as a means to protect ourselves against, like, the government. It's not really, like, we all have, like, easy lives and we all have food on the table because I don't really think that's going to be the case for everybody since everybody has oh I mean like in America it's normally every man for himself if that makes sense yeah I don't know what to put down that but I totally agree with you yeah me either but what you said makes sense all right good because like I guess these questions are pretty, like, I don't know how to explain it, but the questions are more, like, worldviews, I guess. Like, they're kind of asking you for, like, your worldviews, almost. Uh, what, uh, what does equity have to do with human rights? Um, some people may not think that, like, their human rights are equals with other people's. Okay. Because of their race or religion or whatever. All right. Brookie? I didn't get that one. That's okay. Well, in all honesty, I think this whole thing with equity and, like, human rights, uh... And trying to group like equity in with human rights, it doesn't really mix well, I guess, is a way. Because let's say 
there's a there's a neighborhood that has low income, so they're gonna have less money coming into taxes, right? With taxes, so then now their funding for like schools and stuff is lower. Now you look at another neighborhood, and they have like moderate to high income, so now their taxes are going to be more. That way, they could pay for like these public, like public schools and these uh these libraries and stuff, you know. So I think if you could, if you can afford it, then good for you. But I don't think it's my responsibility to have to pay for another person's misfortune. I guess if that makes sense, because like my view. Yeah. I guess is like every man for himself. Like, sure, that sucks, but it's not really my problem. I agree. Yeah, because like you don't gotta take care of like other people's stuff. You should like yeah. worry about yourself, you know. Like before I moved here, nobody like it was every man for himself. You know, like sure, yeah, we all have we're all in like a crummy situation, but. What do you want me to do about it, right? It, you want me to twirl my wand and make all your problems disappear? Like, I mean, there's not much I could really do about it. And I don't think it's my responsibility to have to pay for your misfortune, you know? Uh, to an extent, do you believe equity can create more harmony between people? Um, I actually have no clue. I don't know. What do you think, Brooke? Wait, Pam. I forgot the... What was the question again? Uh, to, uh, to what extent do you believe equity can create more harmony between people? Hang on, sorry. No worries, take your time. I'm not in a rush. I missed that question. I read everything down, but... Okay. Oh, I don't. I feel like there's always going to be some type of problems, though. Yeah. And a lot of these people are, like, that are pushing for this are, like, politicians and stuff. And, you know, the way, the only reason, like, politicians have jobs is if there's problems. So, to me, I think, like, politicians create more problems, so they have more jobs to do, so they... So they can keep making like profit and aren't out of a job, you know. So I don't really trust like this whole thing that they're pushing, because they like they say things like, "Oh, this will solve all the world's problems," right? But it's the same thing with all these other like social programs that they want to push. So they want to do like more spending and more taking, you know. But it's it doesn't always work. I don't really trust what they're pushing, you know? But uh, t my answer for this question is uh, I don't really think so because the people who are going to be relying on this equity stuff are going to be taking money from like middle-class citizens, right? And those middle-class people are going to be mad at the other people that are taking that money and using it for themselves, you know? So 
they're going to be they're going to kind of have like this stigma towards them that is like oh wow look at this person who's using my money that i just worked for for themselves that's i mean i think it just creates more issues than it solves wait so is like the equity what you're saying is like is it the um like the middle class paying for the lower class or the lower class is getting the same amount of money as the uh, middle class is by working. Well, where's the money coming from? Cause with the equity stuff and this equal opportunity, where's the money coming from? Cause money doesn't grow from nowhere, you know? Yeah. So who are they taxing? Cause the rich are mainly politicians and stuff, right? They're in charge of all of this stuff. So they're saying things like, Oh, let's have equal opportunities for all, right? And sure, that's a pretty blanket statement. That's like that sounds pretty nice. But I don't think these people really mean what they're saying, you know? They want to they want to push this stuff, get you to get you to fall in love with the idea, and then they screw you. You know, I don't Do you honestly think these rich people are going to like tax themselves? Because if they were going to do that, then they wouldn't even have to make some ideology up. They would just give some money to these people instead of having you all preach about it, you know? If that makes sense, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. if you want, if these people who are in charge want equity, then why do they have to have all these middle class people preaching about it? and? being willing to give to these people. If they have expendable income and they want to brag about their expendable income and they want to have us give money to them, then why can't they give money to them instead? It's not my responsibility. If you want to push that, then fine by you, make a charity or something, you know? It's not my problem. I feel like the lower class would get more, uh are too dependent on like state money and stuff or they're not yeah. work as much to get the money. I totally get that. Like that should be doing themselves. You know, like you don't feed seagulls or they keep coming back for more. I guess oh. is the way I look at it, you know? When you throw when you throw some some food at a seagull, it expects more. It's and it's not going to go anywhere else. It's just going to sit there and it's going to squawk at you. Give me more French fries or whatever, you know, and it doesn't leave. It expects more. It keeps taking, you know? Yeah. And what happens when there's not enough, when there's, when you've already given so much? You can only give so much, you know? So what happens if you give the seagull all your chips and now it's empty? What happens if you give the, the poor... Uh, like equal to everybody, you know, like money only has value because people don't have it. We're not on like a a gold standard anymore. You know, we are on a faith-based system. So when everybody has the same amount of money, nobody has any money because that money doesn't have value anymore. Yeah. The prices go way up and then everyone's kind of, you look at, yeah, you look at you look at uh, these like communist countries, and they want you to pay twelve million 
dollars in the currency for a piece of chicken. Real, and then with the was it the new bill or I don't know if it's a bill, but the minimum wage going up fifteen dollars. Well, the minimum wage is uh the min the fifteen dollar minimum wage isn't gonna help anybody, you know. No, you you take a the dollar way down. Yeah, it just brings yeah it brings the value of the dollar way down. So the way I look at it is, you're still bringing in the same amount of money, like value wise. It's just got a different number on it now. You know, like I I could slap like some glitter on mud, and it's still going to be mud. If that really if that makes sense. I don't know. Okay. Uh, which human rights do you value most? Why do you believe? Uh, why do you? Uh, why do you believe? Uh, you value those things. I don't know. I didn't do this one. Yeah, okay. I there's a couple that I didn't do because I didn't understand them. No worries. No worries. So I think like the uh the like freedom and being allowed to do whatever as long as you're not harming anybody is important because have being like dictated and being like forced to conform in a way I guess that's kind of like textbook fascism in a way and um. I don't know when you when you put people in charge and you give them all the power to push you around um they could kind of become dangerous in a way you know because yeah. then then you got people like stalin and kim jong who got like all this power and they're they're just insane you know uh, which human rights are the most important to the characters in your novel? Oh, uh, probably definitely like freedom. Yeah, I agree, especially with like Rex and the uh, I forgot the mom's yeah. name, but the mom. I actually don't know what the mom's name either. Yeah, they don't really mention her name that much. I don't recall what her name is. Oh. It was some like old people's name. Yeah, I'm not mm, I would also have to say prob probably like the the schooling stuff as well in a way. But you know, a lot of the times they end up like moving around, so I don't think that really matters too much, since they're moving around so much. They go into like a gambling area, which has more income in a way, in coming in, so they can afford to have like a school. And then you go to these places that don't have like any jobs and stuff, and they don't really have any schools, you know. So, I guess that's kind of important to like Jeanette. Uh, to what extent do you believe the characters in your novel believe that? Equity is a necessary or good thing. Can you repeat that question? Uh, to what extent do you believe 
the characters in your novel believe that equity is a good and necessary thing? Um, well, not my character, but um, what's that girl? Jeanette Walls or whatever her name is. Mm -hmm. That's a little girl, right? Yeah. I feel like she, um, she wants like, equity because she was talking about, uh, or she was telling her mom that she wants to go on welfare and it helped a lot more for their life. It helped their life a lot more. I'm kind of stumped with Jeanette because do you remember when she was in college and she told the professor that uh, it's not up to the uh, people, uh, it's people's life choices that like make them poor. And yeah. uh, you, you could offer these social programs, but if their life choice is to be that way, they do not like want it, I guess. So it just be wasted effort. But then she's, she also was like wanting to do stimulus. But I think uh, when she was a kid, she was like easily impressionable as well. And then, like, in the middle, she kind of, like, wanted to be in stimulus and stuff. And then when she hit, like, adulthood, I guess she was, could care less. And then she kind of just went back to her, like, old life, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the main messages presented at the end of your novel? So like, um, I don't know, maybe live life how you want to. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of saw that too. I agree, Brooke. Um, like extent, extent to empathy. Okay. What What do you mean by that? Well, Jeanette, well, Jeanette learned to extend um empathy without putting herself in danger. Okay. So. Yeah, I I get that. Um, I, 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 I like your two points. I like that. That's a pretty good idea. Um, let's see. Do you think the author of the novel wants you as the audience to think differently or act differently after reading the novel? If so, how? Um, I don't really know. So wait, you said um, do you how think, we think about what? Like, do you think that the author wants you to start acting differently based off this novel? So you know, like, uh, when uh, those all those documentaries where like you waste food and then they show you like a bunch of like kids that don't have food in like third world countries and they're like, see this kid, look at him, he's starving and you're wasting food. How disrespectful. Don't waste food. And then they want you to not waste food, right? So, like, is there something similar, like, in this book? Like, they want you to change according to, like, some kind of lifestyle? Um, I don't really think so. Just more like what I said. Just think, uh, or not think. Um, just live how you want to live. Don't really think about what other people think or something like that yeah like the way like the family kind of ignored what other people thought about them so like when they went in the casinos and then they're like call calling them names and stuff and they kind of just ignored it and went to go gamble and stuff yeah 
Brooke, what about you? Kind of what you were just saying, like, just live the way you want to live, whatever. Yeah, it, it didn't really, like, push any, like, lifestyle choices on you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, while reading, was there anything that made you feel in the following ways? Uncomfortable, sad, empowered, hopeful? Like, what, basically, what the question was asking is, like, how did the book make you feel? Definitely uncomfortable in some parts. Yeah. <laughs> she was uh, getting touched and stuff. I'm like, okay. Yo, yeah, that made me feel pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, or when uh, the, the sister stabbed uh, the mom. I was like, yikes, yikes, yikes. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't know about this book anymore. Yeah, that that was like fr- pretty. She got uh, six times. Huh? I said she got touched like six times. Yeah, I know that that was pretty messed up, man. Yeah. That that was just gross. I don't know. I think uh, I think pedophiles are nasty and rapists are nasty. I think they should get harsher sentences. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. Yeah, that that part was like. I kind of skipped that part because that that was just nasty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we finished the questions, so uh, we're gonna end this podcast at like twenty uh twenty one minutes and like forty something seconds or so. So I'm gonna stop recording right now.